Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. September 26, 1960. The first Kennedy-Nixon debate is televised. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Andy Griffith Show would not be shown on CBS on Monday, September 26, 1960. The network hit was preempted for a first-of-its-kind event a televised presidential debate. The nominees were young men, Senator John F. Kennedy of Massachusetts and Vice President Richard M. Nixon of California. And the race was touch and go, moving back and forth in the Gallup poll. Nixon fancied himself a formidable debater. His team was so confident, in fact, that it wanted fewer debates rather than more, all in the expectation that Nixon might be able to dispose of Kennedy in a single evening. Nixon had suffered a freak injury, an infected knee, that had put him in Walter Reed Hospital for two weeks in the early phase of the general election campaign. He arrived in Chicago, the site of the first debate, exhausted after a 25-state post-hospital tour. Nixon recalled, I had only the afternoon for an uninterrupted review of my notes for the debate. When I arrived at the studio, I was mentally alert, but I was physically worn out, and I looked it. Between illness and schedule, I was 10 pounds underweight. My collar was now a full size too large, and it hung loosely around my neck. Kennedy arrived a few minutes later looking tanned, rested, and fit. My television advisor, Ted Rogers, recommended that I use television makeup, but unwisely, I refused, permitting only a little beard stick on my perpetual five o'clock shadow. And Nixon hit his knee again on the way into the studio. Kennedy, by design, had had a lighter day, working over his answers with his advisors before leaving the Ambassador East Hotel for CBS's WBBM station, where Howard K. Smith would moderate. In his opening statement, Kennedy said, Can freedom be maintained under the most severe attack it has ever known? I think it can be. And I think in the final analysis, it depends upon what we do here at home. I think it's time to get America moving again. Nixon, for his part, said, Senator Kennedy has suggested in his speeches that we lack compassion for the poor, for the old, and for others that are unfortunate. I know what it means to be poor. I know that Senator Kennedy feels as deeply about these problems as I do. But our disagreement is not about the goals for America, but only about the means to reach those goals. 
As the campaign chronicler Theodore White recalled, Mr. Nixon was debating with Mr. Kennedy as if a board of judges were scoring points. He rebutted and refuted as he went the inconsistencies and errors of his opponent. Nixon was addressing himself to Kennedy, but Kennedy was addressing himself to the audience that was the nation. The battle over substance was largely a draw. The battle over style was not. It was Kennedy's night. As Nixon recalled, it is a devastating commentary on the nature of television as a political medium that what hurt me most in the first debate was not the substance of the encounter between Kennedy and me, but the disadvantageous contrast in our physical appearances. After the program ended, callers, including my mother, wanted to know if anything was wrong because I did not look well. The race would seesaw back and forth until the very end. But in the very end, John Kennedy would prevail. And what happened on this date lives on in the history of politics, of media, and of the nation itself. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. Be kind to your mind with guided meditations from the Meditation for Women podcast. Your mental health benefits from sleeping better, releasing anxiety, and gaining clarity, all of which are benefits of meditation. And since this is Mental Health Awareness Month, give yourself the gift of meditations. All you have to do is press play and close your eyes. Listen to Meditation for Women on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.